Hey there, I'm Scott Bertram, and I'm the director of the Hillsdale College Podcast Network. This show and all the other shows on the network are listener-supported. That means we hope for, we count on, frankly, we rely on the support of listeners like you to make our educational outreach possible. One of the best and most convenient ways to do so is joining the Liberty and Learning Society. That's our exclusive monthly giving group. And in this month of March, we are looking for 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society. When you join, you'll help defend liberty through education, and you'll make shows like this one possible far into the future. All you have to do is visit hillsdale.edu slash monthly and complete the secure online donation form. If you need to pause or stop your gift at some point, no problem. Just call us. One of our friendly students or staff will help you. But today, will you be one of the 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society in March? Go to hillsdale.edu slash monthly to join the Liberty and Learning Society today. Help us bring these shows to you and other Americans at hillsdale.edu slash monthly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Bubble, a Hillsdale College Career Services production where we take you outside the classroom and into the professional arena to bring you special tips and tricks from recent alumni in all areas of practice. I'm Ryan Young, and joining us today is Robert Hasslers from Hillsdale's Class of 2015 and the Communications Director for Ministry to State. Hey, Robert, how are you? Good, good to be here. It's great to have you on. I'm actually really excited to talk to you about this subject. I also might have a calling into the ministry, and so I'm actually at that crossroads moment trying to figure out where my own life is being called, so I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Wonderful, wonderful. I want to start by sharing kind of your background with the audience so they kind of understand, because you have a very unique story, and I think a lot of people will find it fascinating. You're currently working, as I said, for Ministry to State, which which I want to talk to you more about in a, in a little while. But first, I saw that you had previously been involved in financial management, but now you're in the process of getting your Master's of Divinity. How did you come to the conclusion that you were called to serve, and was it a difficult process making such a big career switch? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. A lot of people, when uh, I, I talk to them about uh, my work in ministry, often ask me what I studied in, in undergrad, and I always tell them finance, and it, it's sort mm-hmm. of it's funny to see the look on their faces. Um, yeah, so I, I studied finance and, at Hillsdale and thought for sure that that's kind of the route I was going to go into. Um, uh, I think it's a pretty common thing. A lot of uh, folks who uh, want to go into finance spend uh, basically uh, their uh, second half of their junior year and their senior year doing a lot of interviews with different financial firms or institutions. Um, I thought I was going to go into banking, and so started doing all those interviews. And I uh, just quickly realized that that, that uh, route was not going to be an option for me. Uh, and so I really started to kind of have a, a, a crossroads where I was, was wondering, was finance really what I was supposed to do? Um, but I had just spent four years at Hillsdale getting a degree in it. So... Um, uh, ended up deciding to take a nonprofit accounting job because at that time I was really interested in mission-based organizations uh, and thought that was kind of the the best way to merge those two things, finance uh, and working for uh, organizations with missions that I believed in. 
um, and so started doing that. And in the in the process of getting started with uh, a nonprofit, uh, uh, came, actually came to start working for Hillsdale College in D.C., another organization with a mission I was really uh, drawn to, and got to do a lot of different things uh, for them. But started that process of moving more toward away from finance and more towards um, working with people. Uh, and it was in the process of doing that, working with WIP students, working with alumni in the city, uh, that I really sensed a, a call. Uh, that this is what I was supposed to be doing, was working with people specifically um, uh, and working with uh, folks about their, their faith, uh, talking about matters of, of Scripture and prayer and discipleship with them. Uh, and that's kind of how that transition happened. It was, it was a, not a really kind of 180 moment, but really the, over, over the course of a few years uh, being drawn into that, that work. Wow. I want to talk, you mentioned something about working in D.C. for Hillsdale. What was that experience like, and how did that experience uh, have that realization for you that, that this switch needed to take place? Yeah, so uh, uh, one year, so a year after I graduated, um, I got a call from Dr. Matthew Spaulding, uh, who runs the Hillsdale College in D.C., uh, the Kirby Center, and actually uh, had a great opportunity to come back uh, and manage the WIT program, a program that I got to do uh, the second semester of my senior year. Wow. And uh, part of that role uh, was working with the WIP students and uh, talking to them about what they wanted to do in their careers and their futures, um, uh, the experience of moving to a new city and, and getting plugged into a new community. Um, and I just loved that job so much. I, I made so many uh, good friends. A lot of the students who graduated uh, came back to D.C. and uh, was able to uh, become really good friends with a lot of them, uh, even uh, some students who uh, moved uh, out of D.C. And, and took jobs other places in the country, uh, a few of them still being able to stay in contact with them and, and stay in touch with them um, about what we're doing. And so it was just that process of, uh, of getting to know uh, students, specifically young professionals, uh, and talk to them about their, their dreams and their goals. And um, really, it, it, because Hillsdale College is such a unique place, how their faith and their relationship with Christ plays into that. And so um, in that job, getting to do so much of that ministry was such a sort of uh, easy transition from that. Wow. You also right now are working on getting your Master's of Divinity, which is uh, uh, how many years of schooling is that? Well, it depends a lot on your uh, ability to take credits, but usually... Uh, it's somewhere between two and a half and four years. Wow. So you're managing that on top of your current role as communications director for ministry to state. I want to kind of talk about both of these things, your role at this company as well as your seminary. So let's start seminary. What seminary are you going to, and how did you determine that that one was the right one? Yeah, I'm currently an MDiv student at Covenant Theological Seminary, which is uh, its main campus is in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Um, okay. uh, I, I visited a number of seminaries, but decided to, to choose uh, CTS um, primarily because it's the denominational seminary, the designated denominational seminary of uh, the Presbyterian Church in America, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, the denomination I'm a member of. Uh, but it was also the other reason I chose CTS uh, it was because it was really on uh, the cutting edge of, a, of what I consider to kind of be the future of seminary education, um, which is uh, an online and in-person model. And so uh, Covenant at the time was offering a program 
where I could actually take my MDiv courses online and then supplement that uh, with ex- basically extensive, you know, week-long intensives on campus. Wow. Um, and so pre-COVID, uh, my, my usual seminary schedule was taking about six credits uh, each semester with about three credits uh, in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, and then getting to go to campus about two, maybe three times a year. Uh, uh, and spend time in St. Louis with the faculty, with my fellow students. Wow. And so that was another big reason why I chose Covenant. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got to be able to stay in D.C., or is that correct? Yeah, so yeah. I get to stay in D.C. and do my job here. Uh, wow. We'll also take uh, knocking out my core requirements uh, for my MDiv. Um, and that's, that seems to be kind of the model. A lot of uh, seminary students are working part-time to full-time uh, in some sort of ministry capacity just to get experience. I want to get your advice for students, maybe current students here at Hillsdale or recent alum. What what advice do you have for them in obeying this call and following God into this really big step? Yeah, for sure. It is a great question. Um, uh, It it sounds cliche, but it's definitely true. And and that is spend a lot of time in prayer Um, and not just prayer by yourself, uh, but prayer with others. Uh, If you're married, do you know? Do a lot of your prayer with your spouse. Um, uh, if you're if you're not married, you know, ask to pray with um, you know your parents uh, if that's uh, if that's an option. Uh, praying with siblings, uh, praying with your pastor um, or friends who have maybe expressed to you that you know, hey, you might be a really good pastor or somebody in ministry. Um, I found that that was the most useful thing. And then on top of that. Um, definitely go speak to uh, leaders in your local church. Um, ask them about, you know, what you're, you're sensing your call into. Um, ask them about uh, their experience of being called into ministry and, and see if it sort of uh, fits your pattern. Not that there's one distinct uh, uh, way to, to get into ministry, but um, there does seem to be a lot of, uh, of overlap between stories. And so those are two big pieces of advice uh, yeah. that I would give. That's very good advice. Uh, another aspect of what I'm thinking about, about seminary and the challenge of trying to figure out where God's calling you a- in your life, is there's going to be hardship. There's going to be trials and struggles, and, and not not everything's going to just go smoothly. And so what what has been a hardship or a struggle that you've had to go through uh, with seminary, and how did you get over? How did you conquer that? Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a good question. Um, I would say the number one thing, and, and if people are like me, this is definitely going to be a thing uh, for them, and that is I am a control freak. I, I need to know, I need to be in control of everything, not just uh, my schedule or my, uh, my class time and stuff like that, but my finances as well. And one thing about ministry and being called into ministry and, and doing seminary on top of it um, is that uh, it requires of you and demands of you uh, to really give up all those things to the Lord, um, to really live life open-handed, uh, if you will. And so um, that was a struggle for me, uh, was uh, having to realize that my schedule may not be the way that I always want it. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to balance uh, family, uh, uh, my quiet time, my class time, my work, um, and that might mean giving it. And so that is, you know, sometimes uh, in order to be faithful, uh, as a husband or uh, a wife, a mother or a father, it might require you 
to get a B in the class instead of an A. Um, and so being able to, to live open-handed like that uh, is a big uh, uh, issue and concern, um, but it's something I think that almost everybody in ministry experiences at one point or another. How do you plan on using your uh, degree? Do you plan on maybe starting your own church or um, continuing with ministry to state or maybe starting your own uh, ministry? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, right now, I, I kind of like to say that I'm, I'm in my dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to do ministry for people who work in government. And so um, as of right now, I, I really see uh, an opportunity to, con- you know, to take my seminary education and leverage it and to continue doing the ministry that I'm doing right now. Um, but I think one thing that I've heard from so many folks that I've sought counsel and advice from over the years um, is you have no idea what the Lord's going to call you into. And so, um, again, that, going back to that control thing, right? So uh, being able to say, yeah, look, I'm, I'm planning, I'm, I'm operating as if I'm going to continue doing the ministry to state, uh, but knowing that, you know, in a few years, uh, the Lord may call me to plant a church uh, in my hometown or to go overseas and, and do missions. Uh, there. And so there's a whole lot of things you can do with an MDiv uh, degree, and I'm kind of open to all of them. But right now, I I like to say that I'm in my dream job. (laughs) Let's let's talk about ministry to state so that way our audience understands what your job is. I want to share actually their uh, mission statement and then get your reaction on it, and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah. Through its ministry, Mission to State Washington reaches believers, seekers, and skeptics alike with a holistic, scripturally informed vision of worship and public service. So I guess my question would be, how do you go about fulfilling this mission statement in your role as the communications director? Yeah, so uh, the, the sort of the tagline that I like to refer to is ministering, ministry to state, ministering to those serving in government. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I try to do that as the director of communications uh, is making sure that we're producing high-quality content that is answering the questions um, that folks in government, specifically those who are working in, in government, uh, want answers to. Um, they want to know uh, how their work can be worship. Uh, they want to know how to be faithful to uh, Christ uh, in really difficult circumstances in their offices. Um, and so being able to, to give uh, uh, folks good devotionals, good Bible studies, um, resources that they can rely on uh, to answer those questions is a, is a big uh, concern of mine as the director of communications. And the second thing that I would say is that um, one of the things that, you, it, that people who come out to D.C. might notice is that there's actually a ton of, of ministries in Washington, D.C., and all of them are good uh, in many respects. Um, the reason I love ministry to state so much, uh, though, is that we are explicitly and intentionally uh, nonpartisan and nonpolitical. So we don't do any kind of policy advocate, uh, advocating for any kind of policy. We don't do any lobbying. We are simply there for the sake of the gospel to do discipleship ministry. Um, and so another big thing that I like to, to stress as the director of communications when I go into an office or I'm publishing a, a devotional is that we're not doing this and we're not writing this uh, so that we can sort of secretly backhand uh, uh, trick you into voting a, a certain way. That's not our, that's not our style. Right. Um, we are there simply because for the sake of the gospel uh, and that we want to make disciples of Christ in all areas uh, of uh, work, especially government. How do you go about connecting with these uh, political leaders? Do you have lunch with them or is it through the devotions or what? 
No, yeah, for sure. Um, I would say Ministry of State takes a very incarnational approach. And so we want to be there among people working in government. So uh, a big portion of our ministry is really just sort of roaming the halls uh, of uh, the House and Senate buildings, um, being invited to lead Bible studies uh, in uh, different uh, agency offices. And so that was really our bread and butter. You know, it's not it's not uh, uh, atypical uh, for a ministry to state uh, uh, minister uh, to have frequent coffees or lunches with people who work uh, on the Hill or in, in different offices. Um, it's not, uh, it, you know, a lot of us lead Bible studies uh, in uh, uh, congressmen or senators' offices that's so cool. um, for their staff. And so that, that was really, that's really our bread and butter. Uh, obviously, COVID has uh, thrown a wrench in some of that stuff. You know, we're just not able to gather uh, in person like we were uh, before the pandemic started. And so when I came on board as the director of communications, I was sort of preparing us uh, to transition a lot of our uh, material we do uh, into a format that could uh, work in a, in a COVID environment. And so since I joined the team, uh, we've launched a couple of podcasts. Wow. Uh, we revamped our website so that we can actually publish all of our Bible study materials and, and devotionals so people can read them on our website. Uh, and so we kind of do both. That's kind of our, our, our operation right now. That's awesome. So your your podcast and your devotionals are open to the public, so anyone can go and read that? Yes, they can. So you can uh, uh, check out all of our stuff on the Ministry of State website. Great. Thank you. I want to I wanna get kind of swing back a little bit and talk about your experience here at Hillsdale. We talked a little bit about um, your uh, Washington Hillsdale internship program semester in D.C. and how that shaped it. Was that kind of where you connected with ministry to state or did that come later? Well, that's a good question. I mean, so when I was uh, wrapping up my time at Hillsdale uh, going into my senior year, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, I had done some of the interviews for, for banks and, and knew that that wasn't what was going to happen for me. Uh, and so needed to figure out what my uh, my next plan was. Um, uh, my now wife was had already graduated and was working uh, in Wisconsin in politics. And so I thought, well, maybe D.C. might be a good city for us to land in. Uh, so I decided to do the WIP program uh, kind of uh, on the spur of on the on a kind of a spur of the moment. Um, I had finished my, my major, so I was just taking electives at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to go out to, and do WIP um, and take some fun classes that I would never get to take on campus uh, and make a lot of uh, connections and sort of network and, and figure out if there was a, a, a job in D.C. for me to do. And so uh, in the process of, of doing that and coming on WIP, uh, realized that, one, I loved Washington, D.C. I knew that that was the place I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also learning that, there were all these nonprofits, there were all of these mission-based organizations out here that all had really cool missions and things that they were doing, and I kind of really wanted to get involved in that. Um, and so at the time, I didn't know that Ministry to State was an option, uh, but I knew that there were a ton of awesome organizations and very cool Christian organizations out here that I could get involved in. Um, and so that was a big reason uh, for uh, doing the WIP program and, and coming out to D.C. And, and eventually landing at Ministry to State. Wow. Was there any um, professor or maybe a role model or someone that kind of inspired you into this profession? Yeah, I mean, I would say all of the faculty at the uh, at Hillsdale in D.C. Um, Dr. Matthew Spaulding, Dr. Matt Meehan. Um, at the time, uh, Dr. Marino was on uh, uh, on 
was on the faculty at Hillsdale in D.C. I think he's now gone back to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took all three of their courses. And the biggest thing that, that happened for me in those classes was, was that I really kind of fell in love again with why I chose Hillsdale College in the first place. Um, uh, getting uh, Being a finance major and getting to take English classes and politics classes and history classes um, really reminded me that the value of a liberal arts education uh, and uh, developing a love of a lifelong love of learning. Uh, uh, things that have absolutely uh, spurred me uh, into my further education in uh, uh, my master's in divinity, uh, but then also uh, a life of ministry. I mean, ministry is just constantly learning and being open to learning experiences. Uh, and if it wasn't for that, those faculty that really did that for me, um, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at today. Wow. You've been a real inspiration for me. I really appreciate it, Robert. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you. Can, yeah. Can other students or anyone listening really connect with you on our on the hub, the platform Hillsdale has, or maybe even your LinkedIn page? Yeah. So I'm on both the hub and LinkedIn. So Perfect. just uh, look up Robert Hassler and you'll find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Beyond the Bubble, a Hillsdale College Career Services production.